The following episode of the Bruin Family Insights podcast is brought to you by Westcom Credit Union. Serving Southern California for over 85 years, Westcom Credit Union is dedicated to helping Bruins and their families build better lives. Learn more at ucla.westcom.org. Welcome to Bruin Family Insights, where we equip Bruin families with knowledge to help you get to know UCLA better and encourage your student to thrive during their time at UCLA and beyond. I'm your host, Kayla Albano, and today we are rounding out our Parent Perspective series. If you're new to the podcast, we've been exploring how a number of factors influence the Bruin family experience. Today, we're discussing the differences and similarities of joining the UCLA community as a freshman family and as a transfer family. I'm so excited to have with me three members of our 2021-22 Parents Council leadership team. Our first guest, Kelly Kaus, lives in Oxnard, California. Her daughter, Natalie, is a third-year ecology student who's also working toward minors in both Spanish and biology. Kelly is joined by Frank and Wendy Oriana Salas, who live in Covina, California. Their daughter, Sarah, is a second-year transfer student studying sociology. Kelly, Frank, and Wendy, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to chat with you all. Oh, thank you for having us. We're excited. Hi, Kayla. Great to see you again. Good to see you too. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Well, before we jump into our conversation, uh, we always have a Bruin trivia question right before our chat. So I'm going to put the question out there for our listeners, and then we will give the answer at the end of the episode. So today's question is, what were the fall 2020 admit rates for freshmen and transfer applicants to UCLA, respectively? So admit rates for freshmen and admit rates for transfer applications for fall 2020. So to our listeners, simmer with that, and then we will share the answer at the end of our conversation. Uh, But let's go ahead and jump into these questions that I have for you all. I know we have a couple of different perspectives on coming to UCLA and what this experience is like. And so I'm really excited to to just share with our listeners some of the similarities and differences and everything in between of the freshman and transfer family experiences. Uh, So we're going to start with a pretty, pretty basic question. Why did your student choose to go to UCLA? And Kelly, we will have you start. Well, she was admitted. (laughs) She was so excited when she got her acceptance. And it's such a great school. What could you not love? You know, when she took her tour and walked around and saw the great architecture and, of course, sunny Southern California, it's beautiful. She knew that was where she wanted to go. So once she was accepted, that was it. That was it. I was going to say, what was the thing? But it sounds like coming to campus and... And taking it all in was the the winner for her. Yes, the uh, the Bruin Day was a, a big sell. That was a great experience to feel the energy on campus. Yes, and I know we've talked about it a couple of times on the podcast, but for those of you who are listening and maybe didn't get to experience Bruin Day in person, it is our uh, annual event typically held on campus in April where all of our Uh, admitted freshmen are brought to campus to experience it. And then in May for all of our admitted transfer students. So um, that that's a really, definitely a really fun time on campus. Frank and Wendy, what about you? 
So our daughter, one of the things for her was just the post-grad and uh, research opportunities that she would have at UCLA. Uh, she had uh, applied to quite a few schools and got accepted to quite a few, um, but UCLA was, was one of the more transfer-friendly for her mm. uh, out of the other two schools that she was judging in between. And uh, we've always been uh, UCLA, my wife and I have been UCLA fans for a long time, and we never got to go. Uh, so she kind of was familiar with UCLA. And once she was accepted, it was kind of uh, a great decision for her. Absolutely. That's awesome. And Frank, I know we we share the same undergrad, but it's fun to have a reason to call ourselves Bruins now too, right? Yeah, it's definitely. Exciting. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I kind of want to go from there, just talking a little bit about each of your family's transitions to UCLA. Uh, so can you just share a little bit about that, what that was like, uh, specifically as you're thinking about this, what were the best parts, uh, maybe the most challenging parts or the things that maybe you feel you still have to learn about being a Bruin family at UCLA? Well, there's always something new to learn, but uh, my daughter at UCLA, UCLA is our second child to go away to college. So we found it a little bit easier. We'd already kind of done the one far away. This one was a little closer, but it's, it's challenging as a parent when your child that you see every day, all the time is gone and to just let them go. It, it's challenging no, no matter where they go, how close or how far they are. So that those texts, those, um, the, the little check-ins are always good. And I like that the, the Parent and Family Association is there for us to talk to. That's been a big help for our transition. Good. And so even though it was your second student going to college, it was still still that struggle. And even though she was pretty local, you you still experienced the, the separation anxiety. Definitely. I was a stay-at-home mom for many years. So all the kids, not just my kid, but all the kids in the neighborhood were my kids. So to go from every day to nothing, it's hard. And you know, you want to jump in and, and be there for them, but you've got to just push them out and let them figure it out. Yeah, definitely. So our transition as transfer parents was uh, pretty much a mixed bag of emotions and experiences. Um, we definitely feel different this year. This will be the first year that we are in semesters. Uh, COVID last year kind of helped us out with that sense. Um, she was able to stay home for an additional year, um, which Frank and I loved, um, yeah. but she wanted to move out. And <laughs> so she's getting to do that um, this year. Um, but the transition itself, I think, was um, easier than we ended up anticipating it would be. Thankfully, we were able to just jump on the website and get the information that we needed to really make the transition um, as smooth as possible, despite the fact that COVID was going on and that, you know, we were stuck at home um, and not able to be on campus or see campus. And another great thing, you know, as Kelly mentioned was the Parent Family Association and the Parents Council. Um, everybody was uh, willing to help and lend an ear. And that was, you know, really wonderful. So, yeah, I mean, overall, we'd say the transition um, was pretty good, considering that A, she's a transfer student, and B, we were transferring during COVID. Good. I know it's it's so interesting. You have these two different experiences, not only from uh, when your student came into UCLA and their academic journey, but also, you know, Frank and Wendy, you came in during COVID. Kelly, you, you had a couple years under your belt as a family before COVID hit, but... 
I, I love that you both are like, we, we missed her slash we got them back for a minute. We, we, we have that relationship with our student, right? No matter whether they're a freshman or a transfer student, it's still a journey uh, to get them to UCLA and to, to make sure that everybody is like still comfortable and happy with the relationship that you have when that happens, right? So it's a, it's a transition no matter where you're coming from in that regard. Um, so thank you. Thank you all for sharing. Appreciate that. All right. So thinking of the freshman and transfer perspectives, I think one of the biggest things that we hear from families is that students' priorities are very different depending on uh, when they're coming in. So if they're coming in as that first time freshman or maybe they're transferring as a second or third year student, obviously there are different priorities that they may have. Uh, but perhaps there's some similar ones too. So I kind of want to spend a few moments exploring that. Um, so what were your students' priorities when they began their time at UCLA and have those priorities evolved over time? Uh, and what does that look like now? So what were those priorities when they began and what does that look like now? Well, as a freshman parent, I can say they've changed. Now, she only had six months on campus as a freshman because of COVID. So just when she felt like she was settling in, getting the hang of it, felt like, you know, she belonged and that she could actually survive UCLA, you know, coming from a small town to a big school. She was sent home, you know, COVID happened. So now going back a year later, she's there, she said, for fun, you know, yes, we're here for four years of school. And obviously everybody at UCLA is there for academics, but she's like, you, as freshmen, you really need to spend your time finding your your place so to find a club to find a, a group something that's not only there to put on your resume but something to enjoy yourself and meet people that are like-minded I think that's the difference as a freshman you have more time to explore right you're not down two years uh, trying to do that though like you mentioned it was a was a little bit different for everyone these past few years and um, I know that your daughter got pretty involved right off the bat. So I'm sure, I'm sure she did exactly what you just said. And now there's that reintegration process of what that looks like. Frank and Wendy. So our daughter, um, her priority as a transfer student was to try to make the most of her time at UCLA. You know, she really felt um, that time crunch as a transfer, you know, only having two years to really find her place and to get everything done that she really wanted to do on a, on a big campus like UCLA's. You know, in the very beginning, um, she just wanted to make sure that she was able to just essentially accomplish everything, right? Like everything that she could. Um, and she learned, you know, fairly quickly that that can be a little bit too much sometimes. Like you can't do everything. Um, but thankfully she was able to jump in and get quite a bit done. Um, and now her priorities are a little bit different in the second year. Yeah, like Wendy said, her our daughter's priorities were to focus on what she can do. Um, and unfortunately with COVID, like everybody else, it was an impact. And with her, her first year was during COVID. So she wouldn't be able be on campus. Uh, it was all online. Uh, so this year she really was just trying to, you know, do as much as she could. Um, but she learned from that and her priorities have kind of shifted now to focus more on her self-care, uh, trying to slow it down a little bit, uh, trying to appreciate, you know, everyone, the groups around her, the stuff that she's involved with. 
um, and really try to have fun and appreciate UCLA for as much as she can for the year that she will be here. So it has shifted quite a bit from wanting to do all she can to kind of take a little step back and trying to enjoy it as much as she can. I bet. And it sounds like your whole family is really taking advantage of these two years at the university, which I love. And I I can only imagine that wanting to dive into everything, but also balance it with like savoring the experience. Because, you know, at the time of this recording, we're already in November of the 2021-22 academic year, which is wild. I feel like it just started and we were just at move-in all together. So um, I think it's great to hear that she's she's trying to give herself time to enjoy it. I think that yeah. is the theme I'm hearing from uh, both of your families is taking the time to enjoy it is really important. Yeah, I agree. It definitely is. And we are definitely joining in on that fun too, Kayla. We've been going to games and yeah. special events and being on the parents council. We've got to do lots of fun things. So we're right there with you. Good, good. Well, you kind of already touched on this a little bit, or at least alluded to it. You've mentioned a lot about, you know, making connections and finding your people and really taking time to enjoy UCLA. So how have your students built community at UCLA? What has that looked like for them? That's a good one. That's, that's always tough. Parents are always asking, you know, how, how do you find your place? I see it all over on, you know, social media. I mean, you know, my kid's lonely and I think in today's time, we don't learn how to be lonely. We don't learn how to not be active every single second of the day, especially kids in high school. We're pushing them to fill that resume. Yeah. So getting to UCLA, it's hard to take that step back and go, what do you want to do? But with over a thousand clubs, I I had to look it up (laughs) because I kept seeing new ones posted. There are so many opportunities from dance to martial arts, to film, to athletics. There's anything you could be interested in that's available to just go and have fun. And that is so needed. They, They need to find their group. And that's what my daughter did. She, she got active and she likes activity. She needs to be busy. So she found a sport and is doing it for fun. Well, tell tell us a little bit more about that, Kelly. What is it that she's doing? Cause she's also on, she's on the spirit squad too, right? Yes. She's on the spirit squad where she just started going to open gym. They have a great gym floor or something for tumbling I don't really know all of that but she was real excited about it Um, so she went and did that and she loved the people there she says the students that were there were so nice and kind and inviting and they really made her feel welcome so that she kept going and then um, she's also doing the powerlifting club which she's really excited about because during COVID she was stuck home and that's what we have at home is a home gym so I love that there's all these fun clubs and activities for these students to to try yeah and I I think the funny thing when I talk with you Kelly is you always joke that you don't know you don't know what's going on you haven't heard from her so she must be (laughs) fine and I feel like that is a testament to how she's built her community and I tell parents that all the time if you're not hearing from your student it's probably a good thing because it probably means I would say nine times out of ten it means that they are busy with school or they've built their community and they're really getting into things obviously there are circumstances where that is not the case but 
majority of the time, if you're not hearing from them, or if you don't know what's going on, it's probably because they're just in the thick of it at UCLA. What a great tip I heard from another parent. If you haven't heard from your student, text them a picture of your pet and they will answer back. And it works. (laughs) I haven't heard that one yet. I love it. (laughs) It's great. Frank and Wendy, what about you? Well, the first thing our daughter did was really hop on social media. Um, You know, she went and looked for all the student groups, the transfer groups and everything else. And she just inserted herself very quickly. Um, You know, the next thing we knew, she was in contact with potential roommates and meeting people. And I mean, she really just dove right in, um, which was, you know, pretty amazing. And even that first year, you know, in COVID, she ended up joining quite a few things. Like um, she joined a sorority. Um, you know, she's a, she's a Kappa now, or at least one of the Kappas. She's Kappa <laughs> Psi Epsilon. Um, she joined the Filipino Transfer Student Partnership, um, which is great. She became um, an intern for Homeboy Industries in the Family Law um, Division. And I mean, she's gotten a job in triple CP. Um, so she's loves that. And I mean, she just pretty much like jumps into everything. And um, she's been going to games now this year that she's on campus. Um, she has the Den Pass, which is a total blast. So her and all her roommates go to every single one of the games. So that's been really fun to see her, you know, do that and really like enjoy this last year. But yeah, I mean, like even with Kappa this year, now that they're in person, she is so busy with so many meetings. It's crazy. So um, and I think that's where, um, you know, just like we were talking about a little bit earlier, that's where she learned to kind of gauge that she needs more self-care and just to slow down just a little bit. Right. I was going to say she's doing a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. And, and she learned that out, you know, um, Frank and I tried really hard to tell her that in the beginning, but like a kid, yeah. she's got to learn that on her own. Um, and thankfully she did because there is a difference this year, even though she's there and she's doing things a lot in person. Um, she's also learned how to set up some better boundaries and, and take some more time for her. Right. So that way she can still focus on the academics, which is the reason why she's there. (laughs) Right. I don't want that to get lost in the conversation. Right. (laughs) It's very important. Uh, Wow. That is, that is a lot, but I, I think one thing that I'm hearing from, again, both of your perspectives is that students need to really seek this stuff out for themselves. It's not just going to come to them. They need to be proactive in finding ways to get involved. And to your point, Wendy, uh, one of our other parents council members has said that when her students started at UCLA, they joined way too many things. And then they kind of figured out what they were really passionate about, what they really wanted to stay committed to. So I, I think that is probably a trend no matter when a student starts at UCLA. There's that like overwhelm of the first year and then it sort of it's it settles a little bit and they find their home. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree with that. And um, she's really loving it. Um, you know, she's living in one of the university apartments and she's really having a blast. And, you know, last year she felt like you know, like she wasn't quite fitting in. She didn't feel like UCLA was maybe really her school because she wasn't there. But the moment she got there, 
within yeah. like a day or two, she was like, this is my home. This is where I belong. And um, so really glad to see her feel like that now. That's so good. I think a lot of our students who started during the pandemic are, are experiencing that, or even to Kelly's point, who are only on campus for a brief time. Uh, I think all of us are being reminded that UCLA is our place, that that it's, it's oh yeah, this is this is what it's like to be here. So that's great. Thank you for sharing. All right. So you talked a little bit about what your students are involved in and the organizations and things like that. But I want to pull back just a little bit more and speak more generally about maybe some of the resources or experiences that you or your student have found especially beneficial to them. So throughout their whole college journey, uh, what are some of those that that were really helpful and that have really made a difference? Online, you know, Googling things like Wendy had said before, if you're not sure, Google and look it up because either it'll be on the UCLA website, whatever information you need, or it'll be on a social media. Another parent has talked about it. So if there's something you need, reach out and look for it. And definitely the Parent and Family Association and Parents Council, they have been the best resources for everything UCLA. Any questions we have, you're going to get accurate information. So, yes. And that's what we tell our daughter. It's networking. Get out there and, and ask other students, find out what other students have done and see what works for yourself. Yes. Call us on our helpline too. Even if your student needs us, like we're, we're definitely more geared toward the supporters of students, but we will never turn away a student on the parent family helpline if they reach out to us for help. So absolutely networking, Googling, contacting our helpline, all good things. Frank and Wendy. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I echo what Kelly was saying, the same thing. Like our daughter was just looking things up online, which is great. Um, the Family Association was a great resource for us as parents, and we can relay that information to her. And yeah, she did the same, just go to the website and just dug in and looked up all those resources on her own and trying to figure out what's best, what she needs to do, and networking with her friends that were going to UCLA as well or other people that she knew. Um, they get the information that she knew was really beneficial for her. I'd have to definitely agree with all of that, but I'd also like to just uh, touch base on a little, a little bit more of like which resources or which resource that she really found particularly helpful, you know, and full transparency, you know, she did a lot during that year of COVID, but it was also, you know, really hard on her emotionally. Um, again, dad and I were happy she was home, but yeah. she felt stuck at home and that wasn't the best, you know? So, you know, she reached out to mental health services on campus and they've been like instrumental in being able to talk with her and really guide her through this whole process, especially in the beginning as like a transfer. She also was dealing with a bit of like um, imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. um, you know, something that, you know, dad and I weren't really expecting because we were like, you know, you're bright, you've earned your way here, but that's not how she felt as a transfer. She, she knows that these universities are usually geared to, you know, four-year students who start off traditionally. Um, and she felt, you know, a little bit different about that and felt a little bit of lack of confidence. And so, um, like, really more power to her. She really reached out and made sure that, you know, she got help with that. And I thought that that was great. Um, so, actually, when I'm, like, on the parents' Facebook page and I see parents that are talking about their, their students struggling with feeling like they're not fitting in or aren't able to make friends and stuff, I definitely – 
always put in a plug for the mental health services and drop their link in there um, because they've been instrumental and just, you know, really helpful. And so, yeah, in places like, you know, the BRC, which I know that she hasn't gotten so much particularly help from, but some of her friends and roommates have, has been, you know, crucial to their success. So, yeah, you know, shout out to the BRC and um, Bruin Resource Center and to the mental health services on campus because they do a great job of supporting, you know, these non-traditional students as well as the, the rest and the majority of the student campus. Yes, totally agree. And I think, you know, as you're talking about mental health services, there are so many different access points for students. So whether it is officially through our counseling and psychological services where students can go get more clinical care, or we have our RISE program, which is our resilience in your student experience, um, that is really geared towards students uh, kind of building the skills they need to be able to acknowledge where they are in their mental health and how to uh, manage anxiety or some of these different experiences they may be having. Because the truth of the matter is your daughter and all of our Bruins are brilliant humans who do deserve to be there. And I can only imagine what the weight of that feels like, especially if you're you're questioning it. So I, I love that you shared that. And I think that's absolutely true. And of course, the Bruin Resource Center, our transfer student programs, we do have a resource for everybody at UCLA, but you you do have to you have to look for it and you have to seek it out. And once you do, uh, you'll you'll have your people, you'll find your people and you'll you'll find the resources that can help you and your family get to get to commencement, which is this is the goal, right? To get that diploma. <laughs> All right. Well, you've already shared a lot of great insight and resources uh, in our time together, but I want to give you maybe a little more space to even speak beyond that and more generally share some advice for families or maybe advice that you have received from other families um, as students are settling back into campus and and like we've talked about getting into an in-person routine. um, what, What advice do you have for them as they're experiencing campus maybe for the first time this year? Uh, what what are the, I guess, the big themes of, of things you want other families to know? I think especially for freshman parents, it's, it's a good reminder to be there to be your children's emotional support. Be there to, when they call, when they reach out, if they need something, if they're sad, if they're frustrated, to be there for them, to emotionally support them through it, but not to take care of it for them. You know, I, I read once about the, you know, ladder to success, but they changed it to the scaffolding for success. Help your children build the scaffolding because there's not one direct path to success, but they need to be the ones to climb it. You know, whatever, whatever path they take up, they have to be the ones to, to climb. So you can be there to help, but make sure they're the ones reaching out, doing the work and whatever they need. And if they're having a tough day, you can be their shoulder to cry on, give them that, that emotional support bump and, you know, let them know you'll be there next time. Uh, that was a great point, Kelly. I think it's a great, uh, for, for parents to, to really realize that you have to be that support system for your, your student. Um, another thing I think is just having patience, uh, especially right now with the pandemic, because everything is changing. So your students may not have 
or think they're giving you the right answers to what's going on on campus or, or stuff like that. Uh, so just be patient because things are changing all the time uh, with adjusting to different COVID protocols and stuff like that. Um, and then just being patient in general, just enjoying, trying to enjoy the experience as much as you can and not try to rush it too much and uh, just be there for your student as a good support system. Yeah, I think Kelly and Frank summed it up beautifully, um, you know, to kind of touch base on what Kelly was saying, I guess my advice would just be, you know, really simple in the sense that just telling parents, don't worry, your kids will figure it out. Um, they are brilliant kids, as, as you mentioned earlier, Kayla, um, any kid that can make it into UCLA can start to learn how to figure out life. And I wish I had taken my own advice, um, but I worry a lot. Um, but I really see now that, uh, you know, I don't need to worry. She is very, very capable. Um, I've seen all her friends go through it too, and they are just as capable. Um, talking to other families in the parents' council, I see all their children are capable. Um, we don't need to coddle our kids you know, we really don't. That's not how they're going to learn and how they're going to do well in life. Um, they're going to do it through their experiences and learning how to grow and be independent on their own. And, um, you know, parents, like, let's just have some faith in what we've done as parents to raise our kids. I know Frank and I put in a ton of effort into our little one, who's, of course, not so little anymore, but uh, she's a really strong, independent young woman. And, uh, you know, we can trust her to make the right decisions. So sometimes I see parents that are pretty scared in the beginning, too, especially freshman parents. But yeah, I mean, been there already, done that. And we all survived and, and doing more than that. She's thriving. So, so yeah, it'll all be okay, parents. It'll all be okay. I love it. It's like we're we're going to church now. We're all going to be okay, y'all. Don't worry. Uh, but I was laughing as you were saying that, Wendy, because I'm looking on the screen and I know like Kelly and myself, Frank, I'm not so sure about you, but we're, we're definitely a little, a little bunch of worriers here every once in a while. Um, so I, I love that you, you have that reassurance because I'm sure there are so many of our listeners who are in that same boat. Uh, but, but thank you for that reminder for all of us. I think it's so important. Okay, I want to turn my attention to you all now. We've talked about your students a lot, but I have a couple questions for you because as we've already mentioned, you know, when we we're introducing you all and as you all have alluded to uh, throughout our time together, uh, you are members of our parents' council and not just that, uh, leadership members of our parents' council. So you're, you're helping us steer the ship. But why did you make the decision to get involved with the Parent and Family Association? I've been told I don't know how to not get involved in education <laughs> with my kids. Wendy's raising her hand. <laughs> I've always been involved in, you know, was it the parents group for their school, whatever was going on. So when I found out they had a parents council, I looked it up and read about it. So I was like, I am not getting involved in my kid's life in college. She needs to go live her own life. But when I read about the parents council and everything that, that you do, especially the Bruin Resource Center to help the students that are so needy and so deserving to get through college, that just spoke to me. And I, I had to see what I could do to help. I had to apply. So I just believe in, in giving back in whatever ways we can. And that's why I'm here. 
So one of the reasons I chose to be a part of the Parents Council is because literally I've been involved in everything my child has ever done, whether it's sports or dance team or song or an intramural sport or volleyball Volleyball. in high school, (laughs) like, you know, and definitely her academics. Um, You know, when Frank and I were growing up, we didn't have like our grades posted like electronically all the time, but she did. So I was all over that. Like, (laughs) you know, if she missed an assignment, I saw it, (laughs) you know, this, not that she did hide anything from us, but if she tried, it wouldn't have worked um, because, you know, we were definitely right there. But as much as we did all of that too, um, we also tried to empower her to make just good decisions, right? So like, even if I was seeing a missing assignment, she knew that I would see it, um, but I wasn't the one necessarily forcing her to try to fix that either because I wanted her to be responsible on her own. But she knew there was always like a, a two sets of lingering eyes, <laughs> right? Like into everything. So, you know, when I found out there was a parents council for college, um, my first response was like, yes, like I have to do this, right? Like I can continue supporting her. Um, and then I had to kind of stop myself for a second because I thought, oh gosh, am I going to actually be a helicopter parent? <laughs> um, and that scared me because I didn't want to be like that. But ultimately, just like Kelly said, looking into the group, it is so much more than attempting to hover over your child. In fact, it has nothing to do with that whatsoever. It's about supporting the student body. Um, And when I really looked into it and saw that, I knew that would be an important place for me to be, not only to support her um, and her friends, who are also many of which are non-traditional students, but just to support the entire student body, which is like a mission of mine anyways, as I work with um, children in after-school programs for nonprofit. And, um, you know, I've worked with elementary age in the last few years. I have worked with middle school. And now, just recently, like this month, um, I'm now the college and career resource specialist for the high schools, right? Um, So anything I can do to support children with their education along the way and to support their families is really important to me because I was a non-traditional first-generation college student and really um, struggled in the beginning, and it requires a lot of support along the way, which is why I've always been supportive of our daughter, but it's also why I do the work I do in general. Parents Council just felt like a, a natural fit for me. I, I would have to agree with Wendy when she had mentioned it to me, but hey, there's a Parents Council, and we looked into it. I thought this would be a great opportunity for us because, like she had mentioned, like we're both uh, first-generation college students. We're both non-traditional transfer students, and from our time at a community college transferring to our respective universities, we didn't know much about going into a university and what that's like because we were first generation and our parents were involved as much as they could, but they didn't know any resources or know how to help us in those ways. Um, so we kind of had to try to pay their own way uh, through that experience. And we learned a lot through that process and we thought it'd be a great idea. We'd be able to, you know, help our daughter with this whole process with her being a transfer student as well. Um, into this whole new experience for her in, on her journey. And it's been very beneficial for, for us as parents. And I know for myself, the information we would get like at our meetings and stuff like that were just spot on. And it's information we'd hear from other parents 
you know, that were kind of some maybe false information that was kind of going around. Mm. Uh, so we can kind of like correct some of that information, just make sure the right information was getting out. And uh, like Wendy had said, we were able to, you know, with her friends and her roommates kind of have a little connection with them as well and give them the information that we knew. And so that they would kind of feel a little more at ease. Okay, that's what's really happening. Okay. Oh, that's great. And then for us too, the great way to network with other Bruin parents, which is something that is a really cool experience to have, to have know other people that maybe have had that experience. They've had other kids maybe that go through college, they offer advice, or even just, you know, a nice little talk, just hanging out with one another. Just know you have someone else that knows what you're going through, which is a really good support system to have. So that was like a lot of those things that were kind of led to our decision and it's paid off a lot. It's been very beneficial for us being involved. Well, I'd say it's been very beneficial for us to have all of you on council as well. I think uh, when I think of people who are advocates for our student communities, um, you three are definitely people who come to mind for me. And I know, Frank and Wendy, you've only been on leadership for uh, really a few months at this point, but you already are so good about asking the question of, okay, how does this affect transfer students or where can we be supporting transfer families more? Or uh, we experienced this event, but here are some ways that maybe it could be more inclusive. And Kelly, you have always been a great advocate for the BRC and all of the support that we provide uh, for, for their program. So I think uh, you all are definitely an embodiment of what it means to be a parents council member and that idea that it's not about hovering over your student. It is about giving back and creating your own experience. So uh, thank you for sharing that. It, it was even for me just a good reminder in this moment of why we do what we do with the council. So thank you. Thank you. Okay. I have gone through all of uh, all of our hard hitting questions for the night, but I have one more for you that um, hopefully won't be too hard and, and I'll give you a moment to think about it if you need to, but I want to know from each of you, what does family mean to you? Family, that's, that can have lots of different meanings. Um, I come from a very small family in the traditional sense, you know, only child, my mom was an only child, there's just not a lot of cousins and aunts and uncles and things around. So family to me has always been your, your community of support system of people that you build around you. And it may not be blood related, but it, it's who's there for you when you need them. And I love that that now extends to the Bruin family because it's been such a positive influence in not only my daughter's life, but in uh, my life. And having everyone around, um, yeah, our family has just grown coming to UCLA. I love that. Thank you. I love that too. That was really beautifully said, Kelly. Um, and I couldn't agree more, right? I think, you know, our immediate family, just Frank and I and Sarah, um, our daughter, she's our only one. And she's the the cornerstone of everything that we are and what we do. Um, we love her so much. You know, she's our little guiding force, you know, for everything. But family is more than just blood relations. It is who you decide to be around you. And um, thankfully, we have other loving actual family members or um, 
friends that have become family, co-workers that have become family that have acted as a village um, to really help her grow up to be the person that she is. And now that extends to this wonderful Bruin family that um, she's not only a part of, but we feel like we are a part of as well. And um, you know, eternally grateful to be able to genuinely say that. Um, it's been a wonderful experience. And, um, you know, I don't think that's something that's going to close when she graduates at the end of this year. Thankfully, I think this is a family that will continue to grow and we'll be able to uh, keep in contact with for the rest of our lives. And that's uh, pretty spectacular. Yeah, I have to agree with with all that. Those are all great things for uh, what a family is. And it really does take a village to help with everybody. Along with that, I think for me, what family is, is uh, not just blood related, but just people that uh, can come together when someone needs them. Um, and also that we will have differences and may have different you know, points of opinions. But at the end of the day, we will always be there for one another. Um, that's one thing for me with family really is that we may not agree on everything, but when it comes down to it, we'll have each other's back. And uh, actually, I feel like the extension of the Bruin family has been as well, um, especially in this time, you know, this time of with the you know pandemic, the political atmosphere, you know, I didn't want to really get in, go there, but it just is where we're at right now. You know, there's so much going on, but with the Bruin family, we may have differences of opinions and stuff, but even then. We're all there for one common goal is to help our students help each other, you know, help the university just get better and better, you know, every year, which is a really great opportunity for everyone, you know, for us to be involved in. Yes, I love that as well. Thank you all for for that. And honestly, for just such a rich conversation and giving us the opportunity to explore what it looks like to be a freshman family or a transfer family. And I think as much as, of course, those are two different experiences, what I've heard from you all on, on our time together is that there's also a lot that is very similar, too. And, and so, like you said, Frank, there's, there's that common goal, that shared experience of being a part of the Bruin family, no matter how you come into it or what that looks like for you. So thank you all for sharing a little bit of your family's journeys and, and what that looks like. Um, it, it has been great to hear. But before we officially say goodbye, I can't forget that we do have our trivia question um, that I need to give the answer to. So as just a reminder for folks, our question at the top of our uh, episode here was, what were the fall 2020 admit rates for freshmen and transfer applicants to UCLA, respectively? And the answer to that question is for fall 2020, 14% of freshman applicants and 24% of transfer applicants were admitted to UCLA. Um, so back to that note of how brilliant your students are, they truly are, and they are, they are the best and the brightest, and we are so grateful at UCLA to have them and to have you all. So again, thank you so much, Kelly, Frank, and Wendy for being with us, and uh, I look forward to, to getting to share uh, more time with you all in the coming year. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. It was great. Thank you, Kayla. I always love spending time with you and the parent council. Yes, right back at you. And we will talk to you soon. You've been listening to Bruin Family Insights, brought to you by the UCLA Parent and Family Association. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Westcom Credit Union. 
Our guests today were Kelly Kaus and Frank and Wendy Oriana Salas, members of the UCLA Parents Council. If you enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe, tell a friend, or share your support on social media. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.